Welcome to the BCP Podcast. I hope you're having a great week. We got some news to start Monday off with the Jack Smith Special Counsel getting some uh, getting their teeth kicked in by Judge Eileen Cannon, a Trump appointee. Now, of course, all of this is going on right now, folks, because we have an illegitimate president in the Oval Office. Joe Biden is not the legitimate president of the United States of America. If they thought they were going to silence me from spreading that truth, they are mistaken. I try to lead off every single episode of this show with the fact that the man in the Oval Office, the treasonous, traitorous, rat bastard known as Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. is an illegitimate president. They can try to call him president. They can try to call us conspiracy theorists. Everybody knows he did not legitimately win. That Trump legitimately won 2020, not just the electoral college vote, folks, but also the popular vote. There's no way Joe Biden won 81 million votes. He didn't campaign. He wasn't even winning his own primaries until they rigged the primaries on his behalf. Just like in 2016, the legitimate winner of the of the primaries on the Democrat side should have been Bernie Sanders, as well as in 2020. But Bernie Sanders is actually a smart and devious closet capitalist. He knew that they would pay him off and he'd make some money, make some noise, get some attention. They'll pay you off. He did it twice. Smart man in that respect. Dishonest, but smart in that respect. Not that he's respectable, but he is full of bull because he screams socialism, but then he gets paid to make way for the chosen, selected, not elected Democrat. Now, We all know that had Governor Ron DeSantis waited to 2028, continue to do a good job for Florida and supported President Trump, the presidency would have been his in five years. But he ran early, probably with the idea and the backing by the the swamp that, look, Trump is going to be killed or die, assassinated or jailed and not be able to run or not be able to be president in 2025. Remember the elections in 2024, November 7th, 2024, I believe, this next one, and then January 20th, 2025 is when the 47th president will be sworn in. They got into Ron DeSantis's head that Trump is not even going to be in the running or possibly be president, so you should run now in 2024. Totally screwed himself. MAGA's not going to back him, especially now that he has been very vocal in pushing the false narrative that, in fact, Joe Biden is the legitimate winner of the 2020 elections. This is the nail in the political presidential aspirations of Ron DeSantis, not just in 2024, but in 2028 and beyond. So you recently said the election is what it is. You said all those theories that were put out did not prove to be true. So can we just put this to bed so you don't have to be asked about this a million more times? Yes or no, did Donald Trump lose the 2020 election? Whoever puts their hand on the Bible on January 20th every four years uh, is the winner. And, And I don't think the election, and I've pointed out in that same quote, and I've said this from the very beginning, 
when they changed the rules for COVID, I think that was wrong. I think some of those changes were unconstitutional. When they do mass mail ballots, I think that's wrong. I think ballot harvesting is wrong. I think the Zuckerbucks were wrong. I think the fact that the FBI was working with Facebook and these other uh, tech companies to censor the Hunter Biden story uh, was wrong. And so I don't think it was the perfect election. I remember after a lot of the media was saying, this is the most secure election in history. How could it be the most secure with those millions of mail ballots going out? On the same time, at the time after the election, they were talking about Maduro um, stealing votes on the voting machines or whatever, and none of those theories proved to be true. Where to begin with that one? Oh, wait till I play the next clip of Ron DeSantis with uh, this NBC News exclusive. Maduro. So what, what, okay, let me back up a second. The man who puts his hand on the Bible and is sworn in as president on January 20th is a president. Okay, let's go with that. Joe Biden is the man in the Oval Office. He's the one in the White House. He's the one flying on Air Force One and Marine One. But he's an illegitimate president that was sworn in because of fraud. And for the uh, for, for Ron DeSantis to say, but it was never proven, therefore it's not true. We never got our day in court. Maduro's uh, stole the election in Venezuela. It just was never proven because of the same corrupt machine where the crooks were in the judiciary or in the case of our Supreme Court, they were threatened not to look at the case, to turn it, to turn, to just not look at it and let Joe Biden slide. Or the people behind Joe Biden. Just because someone is murdered and the murderer gets away at trial, even though we all know who did it, doesn't mean that the person wasn't murdered. Just because Joe Biden is in the Oval Office and acting as president, even though he got there illegitimately, doesn't mean that the 2020 election wasn't rigged nor stolen. So Ron DeSantis says all of these things that happened that are part of the steal, the mail-in ballots, the Zuckerbuck, uh, Zuckbucks programs that totally stole the election in Wisconsin. If you want to go in the archives of, the, of this show, we covered all of those things at length. All, he says, yep, all, I didn't like that all these things happened. All these things that essentially were used to steal the election, but because it wasn't proven, then President Trump is lying. He didn't win. The election wasn't rigged or stolen. Oh, no. But then he's not satisfied with that. He has got to blame President Trump for being the victim of the steal. Okay, Ron DeSantis, I guess every girl that wears a bikini and a miniskirt is at fault for getting raped. Maybe I'm wrong. Listen to what he says next and tell me if I'm wrong philosophically on making that connection. But here's the issue that I think is important for Republican voters to think about. Why did we have all those male votes? Because of Trump turned the government over to Fauci, they embraced lockdowns, they did the CARES Act, which funded mail-in ballots across the country. Donald Trump signed that bill that funded the mail ballots that all the Republicans ha have been so concerned about. Uh, and also with the censorship of the Hunter Biden, that was Donald Trump's FBI 
that was working with that. He didn't have control over his own government. So me as the nominee, we will not let them run circles around us. If there is ballot in Florida, we ban ballot harvesting, right? I think that's what you should do. If there is ballot harvesting that's allowed in like Nevada, we are going to do it too. We're not going to fight with one hand tied behind our backs. And so uh, I think all of those issues were very problematic. But at the end, at the end of the day, you know, Donald Trump helped facilitate that whole set of circumstances. Ron DeSantis, Ron the suck up to the deep state, Ron the backstabber, the disloyal, the dishonest, non-MAGA, blaming President Trump for everything that happened. Okay, I am not happy that President Trump allowed Fauci to stay in power as long as he did. President Trump wasn't perfect. Let's remember, we were in an, in an unprecedented, in an unprecedented, that is a tongue twister for a Monday morning. We were in an unprecedented situation. President Trump is not an expert. He was relying on the experts. And he fought back. Remember, he was talking about hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and all of these other therapeutics, fighting back and giving more information. But at the same time, President Trump didn't want to be blamed for possibly a plague that was going to wipe everything body out. So he had to rely on the expert. And as he was awakened to who his enemies and friends were, he made some changes perhaps too late. Yes, President Trump. One thing I'm not happy about is President Trump's Operation Warp Speed. No vaccine could be that quick. But once again, we were an unprecedented thing where the whole world was locked down over a really, really bad virus. I am not vaccinated. And I've never tested positive for COVID. But I'm pretty sure I got it because I got a really, really bad cold or flu that was absolutely horrific. I never lost my sense of taste or smell and like that, but I'm sure I had some form of uh, COVID. Probably the worst flu I've ever had. That was sometime in late 2020. Was able to escape most of COVID until, you know, late 2020. Then in 2021, we're in 2023. In 2021, I got sick again. Not as bad. Um, didn't test uh, a positive for COVID, but it seemed like I got COVID again. Really bad flu. But guess what? Really bad flu strains always killed those people with high comorbidities, uh, morbid, morbidities and pre-existing conditions and respiratory issues. Happens every year. Got a lot of jewelry on today. Well, I'm getting the same jewelry, but a lot of metal on this Marvel watch I have on. I know some of you guys don't like popular culture, but I've been collecting Marvel comic books for a very long time and wearing my Marvel watch right now. And it keeps banging against here. So I apologize, little ting ting tangs. Especially for those of you listening on headphones on the BCP podcast. Big hug to all of y'all. Thank you for your support making this show possible. I've been reading your comments. You guys are enjoying that we are now a daily show. Monday through Sunday, Sunday through Saturday, Tuesday through Monday. Pick any one of those or any other way of letting you know that seven days a week we have a report for you. Tell a friend, spread the word without some of the big platforms. Like, for instance, I still don't have back my original X slash Twitter account. So please let other people know about this program to help us uh, grow every single day. 
you are definitely getting your money's worth. And we appreciate that. So back to the issue at hand here, blaming President Trump for, for what happened. I guess uh, DeSantis forgot about the situation that we have had where the executive branch doesn't just own, just can't write laws. If the Republicans and the Democrats write laws, President Trump couldn't veto everything. There were some things in those bills that weren't to our favor. And President Trump was president, not king. And yes, he horribly had a horrible job with Christopher Ray. I'll agree in principle with Ron DeSantis on that. Christopher Ray should have been gone a long time ago. But we're supposed to think that magically President Trump, who's way more of a fighter against the deep state, that Ron DeSantis somehow is going to come in and do a better job than Trump against the deep state. Give me a freaking break. And here's the prime example of that. The NBC reporter wants to know straight, just stop dilly-dallying, stop pussyfooting around the issue. Is, did President Trump lose or not? Is Joe Biden really the president or not? Listen to Ron DeSantis' answer and tell me if this really is the guy that's going to be able to fight back against the Marxist tyranny that we're currently living through. If he can't even hold strong against an NBC reporter. Okay, but respectfully... You did not clearly answer that question. And if you can't give a yes or no because on whether or not Trump lost, then how well, can... Of course, no, of, of course he lost. Uh, Trump lost the 2020 of, election. Of course. Okay. Uh, Joe Biden's the president. But the issue is, I think, what, what people in the media and elsewhere, they want to act like somehow this was just like the perfect election. So I don't think uh, it, was a, it was a good run election. But I also think Republicans didn't fight back. You've got to fight back when that is happening, and you shouldn't have provided all the money to fund the mail-in ballots. Ron DeSantis, you're a punk-ass, backstabbing, traitorous rat bastard. You will never get support from MAGA. I will always be against you in 2024 and 2028, regardless of what happens. I will be a thorn in your side. And guess what? My platform may be smaller than it was, when I had 800,000 people uh, on a bigger platform, but we're going to grow this platform back to a million plus people who view this program, subscribe to this program, and I am going to be here in this realm. I'm only in my 40s for the next 15 to 20 years, and in that time span, I will oppose you and every single rhino rat bastard that may come up through the ranks that is here now. You get, you're telling me this guy is the legitimate president? Let's look um, legitimately elected and one president. He himself said he was past his prime. This is Joe Biden today, Monday, returning to the White House after 11 days of vacation because they had to get him out of the way so they can, you know, while, he, while his just, Justice Department and special counsel were weaponized against President Trump as they're covering for his crimes and that of his son, they had to put him on vacation. He comes back from vacation, uh, welcoming the, the the Houston Astros to the White House to celebrate their 2022 World Series victory. Uh, that was in Game 6 last November, finally getting around to it. And he admits this. This is what he admits. What we all know to be true. That he is not in his prime. And guess what? His prime wasn't even that great. 
Dusty, it wasn't easy. People counted you out saying you're past your prime. Hell, I know something about that. <laughs> I know something about that. <laughs> Look at this jackass laughing as he destroys our country as an illegitimate Marxist puppet. But that he shot. He shot. This is what happens after the, the, the Houston Astros gift him with a jersey. This guy is completely gone. Yes, he's right. He's not. He's nowhere near his prime. And trust me, it would be a funny joke if it were anybody else except for uh, Alzheimer's, dementia, puppet, ruining our country as he was illegitimately put in place as the fake president. Joe Biden doesn't know what to do. They cut his mic off because they don't want to say something stupid. Doesn't answer any questions. Looks confused. Uh, salutes the players as if they're military. Then walks off the stage. And is this a man in control of his faculties? Absolutely not. Ron DeSantis, you're a punk ass liar. Part of my Frank. I'm feeling spicy this Monday morning. But I am so freaking tired of the rhinos. All right, let's get into what's going on with President Trump and his indictments. Because remember, because Joe Biden is illegitimate president and we have a Marxist regime, they must criminalize the truth about their illegitimacy. And they do that by weaponizing the all the branches of government against their opposition. Boy, has America fallen. The news today is the latest on the criminal indictments against former President Donald Trump. Prosecutors say they've got new concerns about what Trump may say after a social media post in which the former president appeared to threaten people who go after him. The prosecutors are also now asking a judge to limit what Trump can say. Former President Donald Trump have through this afternoon to respond after special counsel Jack Smith asked a federal judge to impose a protective order. It would prevent him from disclosing evidence related to the January 6th federal indictment. Misinformation, disinformation, that's what they are. Former President Donald Trump attacked the latest federal indictment he's facing at a GOP dinner in South Carolina over the weekend. As his attorney argued on CBS's Face the Nation, the case has no merit. The ultimate ask of Vice President Pence was to pause the count and allow the states to weigh in. Pence said on Face the Nation, that's not true. That's not what happened. From some time in the middle of December, uh, the president began to uh, be told that I had some authority to reject or return votes back to the states. I had no such authority. Okay, I'm not a lawyer, and I'm not going to litigate this again. We have covered this in the past, but the truth is, he could have done that. He wasn't rejecting electors. There were states that had alternate electors, and he, all he had to do was go, look, we are going to pause this and let the each individual state, and, and those were states where they had requested that they pause and that they perhaps send in other electors. Because remember, it's not the vice president's job to just certify whatever comes up. It's the states. And if the states themselves... And representatives of those states were asking for this. Then he could have paused and sent it back to the states to come back with a final set of electors. The Constitution does not give the vice president just rubber stamp authority. The Constitution wasn't set up to just have these uh, procedural things just for the hell of it. Why would they have to certify the vote? Why would the vice president have to set up? Why would why would they even have to certify the vote? 
Why would they even go through all that rigmarole? Why would they even even go through all of that process? Just once the state said, this is it, that's it. There's a certification process because you have to certify that it's correct what came from the states. There's no automatic rubber stamp. You're absolutely wrong, Mike Pence. And we know that you're wrong, no, no matter how much you say that you didn't have the authority. You had the authority. What you didn't have was the huevos, the chutzpah, the cojones, the brass pair to get it done. Yes, I slept well last night and I'm extra spicy today. But I'm calling it like it is, folks. I'm calling it like it is. Robert Costa is outside the federal courthouse in Washington for us where the clock is ticking. Bob, good morning. Good morning, Tony. Former President Trump's lawyers have until 5 o'clock tonight to respond to the Justice Department's efforts to restrain what Trump can publicly say about this case. This comes after Trump has been raging about the special counsel, the judge, and others involved in this case, both on the campaign trail and on social media. Remember, the Democrats and the Marxists and the rhinos have all of their uh, First Amendment free speech rights to from Maxine Waters saying give hell to anyone in the Trump administration, therefore calling for violence, to Hillary Clinton and others denying the results of the 2016 elections. But of course, President Trump exposing their crimes is not afforded the same rights, privileges, and opportunities, and the weaponized government is still trying to not just throw him in jail and kill him, but to silence him because he has a large platform and because he is right. Those indictments aren't worth the paper they're written on. Former President Donald Trump keeps fighting back after being charged with conspiring to overturn the 2020 election. This weekend, he ramped up his attacks, railing against the man who was leading the grand jury investigation, special counsel Jack Smith. Deranged Jack Smith. He's a deranged human being. And on social media, Trump posted, if you go after me, I'm coming after you which prompted prosecutors to ask the judge to limit Trump's outbursts. Trump's lawyer, John Laura, flooded the airwaves on Sunday to defend his client, arguing he will challenge the charges on free speech grounds. President Trump believed in his heart of hearts that he had won that election. And as any American citizen, he had a right to speak out under the First Amendment. The special counsel's case focuses heavily on former Vice President Mike Pence's role in certifying the 2020 election. Trump's legal team claims their client just asked Pence to pause the counting of electoral votes on January 6th. Trump says his lawyers plan to ask for a recusal of the judge and a change of venue, so the case is not tried in Washington. This is what's called a Swiss cheese indictment. It has so many holes that we're going to be identifying and litigating. But first, his attorneys must deal with responding to special counsel Jack Smith's request for a protective order. After Trump wrote on social media Friday, if you go after me, I'm coming after you. Well, many of the January 6th defendants asked for a change of venue in their cases, but judges rejected all of those motions. Well yes, out of D.C., but the cases in Florida. Judge Eileen Cannon, who's overseeing the documents part of this case, addressed that. We'll get to that in just a moment. But what do, what, what, what's really going on here? What do Republican voters believe, according to mainstream media news polls? 86% of Republicans say they see the investigations as a means of stopping Trump's campaign, a belief echoed by many Trump voters. I mean, it doesn't matter to me. They can indict him 100 times. It's, it's silly. 
The continued support for Trump inside the GOP is why many rivals are hesitant to take on the front runner. Why is everyone else in the field seemingly avoiding Trump, tiptoeing around him? I think it's one of two things. They're either unwilling to do it because they have aspirations, maybe a vice presidential bid or a Trump cabinet, and some of them are just unable to do it. If you want to be the man, Bob, you got to beat the man. Trump's lawyer also says he is going to push for a venue change in this case outside of Washington, arguing Trump can't get a fair hearing in a Democratic-leaning city. That's a motion many January 6 defendants have made, but so far, none have been successful. Gail. All right, Bob, thank you very much. And of course, that's key because what they've done with the January 6th people, with uh, with the Oath Keepers and their founder, uh, Stuart Rhodes, what they've done is they've made a case for a seditious conspiracy and then they're trying to make the case that President Trump led that seditious conspiracy. So President Trump will be the ultimate prize in what they've been doing in D.C., for these January Sixers, making them all pay as pawns of the big guy, and now they're getting the big guy Trump. When the real big guy, the treasonous traitors, rat bastards, sellout who's selling us out to Ukraine, Russia, and China, Joe Biden, the fake president, continues to sit in the Oval Office. This is absolutely ridiculous. All right, let's get into this news about what happened this morning uh, with Judge Eileen Cannon. This is some really, really good stuff. We got some good news this morning. With, as even the mainstream media put it, judge overseeing Trump documents case criticizes special counsel. And that's Axios this morning, Monday. The judge overseeing former President Trump's classified documents case on Monday rebuked federal prosecutors and struck two of their filings. Florida District Judge Eileen Cannon, a Trump appointee, also demanded an explanation of the legal propriety of using an out-of-district grand jury proceeding to continue to investigate and or seek post-indictment hearings on matters pertinent to the instant indicted matter in this district. In other words, they did everything over in D.C., but did the indictment in Florida to give the air that it was fair. I'm a poet, didn't even know it. In the filing, Cannon responded to the prosecutor's request for a hearing on potential conflicts of interest concerning Trump defendant Walt Nada's lawyer, Stanley Woodward. A potential conflict exists between Mr. Woodward previously represented one witness and currently represents two other witnesses who the government may call to testify at the trial of his client, uh, Nauta. Prosecutors wrote in a court filing last week. The situation could leave Woodward in the position of cross-examining past or current clients, prosecutors added. So funny how they actually care about the air of propriety when they have people who have voted for campaigned for and donated to Joe Biden and Obama and have been on social media and have been anti-Trump, on the record anti-Trump, overseeing many of these Trump cases. You have people, DAs and attorneys general who ran on getting Trump, but they're not supposed to recuse themselves. We have uh, over in New York judges whose own children work for these Democrats that are going after Trump. No recusal there. This, it, it, I don't want to beat a dead horse, folks. I'm just pointing it out for you. You're smart enough to just see the absolute blatant hypocrisy at every turn of every single hoax against President Trump. 
So the prosecution is required to file its response by August 22nd. Axios says the big picture is this. A federal grand jury in Miami indicted Trump in June on charges related to retaining classified documents and obstruction of justice. A superseding indictment in July levied additional charges in the documents case, alleging that Trump and uh, Nauda sought to have a Mar-a-Lago maintenance worker delete security uh, camera footage in order to prevent it from being provided to the grand jury. I don't even see how that's even a, a, a legal case. He can delete any damn thing he wants. Oh, are we supposed to forget that when the FBI first came in, they wanted the security cameras turned off? And I think they did turn it off and Trump's people went back in and turned it on? Are we supposed to forget that little thing? Or that Hillary Clinton deleted 33,000 emails and that she smashed with her people their Blackberries and their phones? Once again, I don't want to beat a dead horse. You're smart enough to see the blatant hypocrisy in our face. A separate grand jury in Washington, D.C. indicted President Trump on four counts last week over alleged efforts to overturn the 2020 election. But let's get into this a little bit more. So as Politico's Kyle Cheney reported, Cannon struck down to a special counsel Jack Smith's sealed filings in her ruling today. Cheney said she came out swinging. And here's the tweet. Judge Cannon comes out swinging at special counsel this morning, striking two of prosecutors' sealed filings and demanding an explanation of the legal propriety of using an out-of-district grand jury proceeding to continue to investigate the documents case. Now, what's really interesting is how the liberals are going bat-crap crazy. They're even claiming that Cannon revealed the out-of-district grand jury, uh, that, she, that her revealing it is a reason for her to be dismissed. But Julie Kelly, one of the only honest people reporting on this, said, Moronic reporters and legal analysts now spinning that Judge Cannon disclosed D.C. grand jury still at work in Mar-a-Lago case when it was Jack Smith who did so in a motion filed last week. Isn't that interesting? Once again, not trying to beat a, a dead horse here. This, this horse is dead as a doornail with its head bashed in and its guts all over the damn place. I'm just pointing it out so you can see the blatant hypocrisy. Cannon observed in her verdict that the special counsel states in conclusory terms that the supplement should be sealed from public view to comport with grand jury secrecy, but the motion for leave and the supplement plainly failed to satisfy the burden of establishing a sufficient legal or factual basis to warrant sealing the motion and supplement. She then denied the motion by the prosecution. So what Jack Smith and the folks are trying to do is, one, keep things secret. Keep things secret. And also have their D.C. hit squad go after President Trump, but do everything in Florida to make it seem like it's not being done in D.C. Cannon next wrote in her verdict against Smith that among other topics as raised in the motion, the response will address the legal propriety of using an out-of-district grand jury proceeding to continue to investigate and or seek post-indictment hearings on matters pertinent to the instant indicted matter in this district. So Cannon is saying, it's in this district, yet you want to continue doing things in D.C. against President Trump. Now, of course, the liberals absolutely melt, melt it down over this. This is fun. Uh, let's look at some of these tweets. John Cryer. <laughs> what an apt name. What an appropriate name. What a fitting name. 
Our disgraced former president appointed Judge Cannon as he was allegedly conspiring to attempt a coup. Her judgment will always be suspect. Judge Cannon must recuse. Sloan Ashton. Judge Cannon just disclosed the existence of a confidential grand jury proceeding that the DOJ has filed under seal. She must recuse herself or be replaced. The 11th Circuit cannot let this incompetent person continue to rule on this case. She belongs on a park bench. Once again, as I showed you, uh, Julie Kelly already letting everyone know that no, Jack Smith himself revealed that in his filing last week. John Cooper, Judge Eileen Cannon is either a shameless political hack or a painfully incompetent ignoramus. Either way, she should be forced to recuse herself from Trump's criminal case. We the people, Judge Cannon needs to be removed as a judge. If she can't follow the rules, you don't disclose a grand jury that was in a special, in a sealed filing. Even if the motions were denied, you just deny it. You don't disclose sealed info. You mean like the one that Jack Smith did last week in his filing? Dumbasses. Every they, they want you want to call Judge Eileen Cannon, who's proved herself to be a legitimate and fair judge, an ignoramus. While you've got your head up your arse, give me a freaking break. Now, of course, it's not the first time that Judge Eileen Cannon has not let Jack Smith get away with it. She smacked down, uh, she had previously denied motions to keep the government's uh, motion to keep a list of 84 witnesses under wraps. She's not playing their shenanigans of trying to destroy President Trump illegitimately and in secret and hide all of that information. That may have worked with other judges. It's not working with Judge Eileen Cannon. All right, so this is the latest Trump news we have as of Monday. Uh, thanks for being here. Do not forget uh, that we have merch. In the next few days, you should see uh, female merch. Uh, we, we made those changes. I think there's got to go through some kind of approval process. Or actually, I, I approved. Mrs. BCP went through it. And I didn't approve it. Like I have to approve her. But we, we had to strategize a couple things. We want to have enough merch so that there's variety. But we don't want to over flood with too much variety. We found that then, you know, people are like, oh, what do I get? Or what have you. So we, we try to keep it simple. But satisfy everything, especially those requests for female merchandise. But the mugs are unisex. Oops, I need some little water come out of there. The mugs are unisex. You can pick up some of those or some of the other unisex items. We appreciate your support. I'll be back tomorrow because remember, the BCP podcast is a daily show. Thanks for your support. Ciao, goodbye. God bless. Gotta give us what we want. Uh. Gotta give us what we need. Hey. Hey. Our freedom of speech is freedom of death. We, we got, got to fight the power. Power.